This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back to Six Rings and Football Things, the greatest Patriots podcast on the planet. Can we say that? Yeah, I guess so. I can say There's no statistics there. It is the greatest podcast. Who can prove it isn't? That's true. We are at Gillette Stadium. That is Mike Cadlick, WEI.com, Jumbo Hart, Andy here. And we're sort of revisiting the idea in season, the podcast live from Gillette. Oh, yeah. Because... We just spoke with Patriots head coach Gerard Mayo, Patriots offensive coordinator Alex Van Pelt, Patriots defensive coordinator Demarcus Covington, and Patriots special teams coordinator Jeremy Springer all had press conferences in the media workroom here at Gillette, which we'll talk about in a minute because we're allowed to talk about them. Yes. But the thing we're not allowed to talk about is the thing I most want to talk about, (laughs) which was a post-press conference social or happy hour, as the PR department termed it, off the record, so we will not be telling you anything that was said when we met with the entirety of the 17 new coaches. 17. Was that the number? Yes. And Gerard Mayo and Elliot Wolf in the Bud Light Celebration Hall. Celebration Hall yes. at Gillette Stadium, overlooking a very nice new turf here. Yeah, beautiful. At Gillette Stadium. Um, all I will say, as somebody who arrived working in this world <laughs> in 2000, it's a totally different world. <laughs> I've been here for two years, Andy, and times are changing. And I, that's coming from me. Never mind someone who started in PR with this regime and turning over a new. Like, I, I'm like everyone so far, like that we've sort of talked to, following that and following what we've done here. Everyone's just kind of like awestruck. Like, oh, is this really how it's going to go now? Yeah. So, so we cool. the the way I would term it, and I just want to be. While I'm embracing the new era, I don't want to be disrespectful to the old because. Sure. Did I think it sucked at times? Yes. Did they win a whole hell of a lot? Yes, they did. So Bill Belichick's way was the hard way. Uh, Brutal, I believe, was the word used by Matthew Slater Mm -hmm. in the dynasty. Mm -hmm. 
It was at times brutal for a lot of people working in the world of Bill Belichick. It was not brutal generally in December, January, and February because you won a lot of games. There was a lot of excitement. Fans loved it. But we are now in a world where uh, I say this as a compliment. A human being coaches the Patriots. I just (laughs) sat and chatted with a human being for like 40 minutes who's the head coach of the Patriots. And, And it was like I was sitting at a table with a guy having a beer, talking football, talking Patriots, mm-hmm. not knowing the guy I was talking to was actually the head coach of the Patriots. Yeah. That's how it came. Um, I loved it. I spent a lot of time prior to speaking with Mayo, talking to Alex Van Pelt. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see why people talk about him being great guy, you know, keep staffs together, great yep. whatever people, people person. Um, it was just a really interesting environment, I thought. You mentioned how... A human being's coaching the Patriots, and I think that's really again not a shot at no, Bill. It's, it's he it, does seem like a robot at times, and I think we fall into that idea that he is a feelingless yeah. robot. And you now we have a head coach. Kinda, as a human. You kind of put this in my head earlier, where it's like the media was you know turned into the enemy yeah. in Bill's days, and now it's like no, we're we're all just kind of people, and there can be trust, and we do our job, you do your job, and there there doesn't have to be like a two sides to this thing. Like we're all people just trying to do our jobs, and then obviously. If a team's too intent and things start to get dicey, then it'll kind of be interesting to see where this whole... But they bought themselves. There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah, right. I can tell you right now, I am bought and paid for to some yeah. degree. <laughs> yeah, if right. If they're 0-4 and they haven't scored a single point, sure. am I going to be pretending Alex mm-hmm. Van Pelt's a great coordinator? I will not be. But And I made that joke yeah, to me. He's like, you him, should right? be. Yeah. He's like, if you're ripping... It, I mean, if we're stinking, you should be ripping me. Right. It's a production-based business, but... I've always believed, even whether it's players, you know, if a player, I said this to Christian Fourier today on the Midday Show on WEI, if a player smiles and says, hey, Mike, that was, a, that was a good question, buddy. Yeah. Almost irrelevant what he says after that. You walk away like, hey, I like that guy. He's yeah, nice. right. But like, you can buy people mm-hmm. in terms of their energy and their opinions. And this staff, this head coach just bought some sway with mm-hmm. the media. Yeah. Now, you may not want to hear that as a fan. Oh, be objective. But it's the reality. It's we live in a people world, right? Like you interact with people on a social level. You like people you don't like. Doesn't prevent me from saying Gerard Mayo is having a terrible year. Gerard Mayo made a terrible decision. He's in over his head his first season. In over his head, whatever. And he knows that, I think. If they start 0-8, it's not going to be fun around here. Mm -hmm. It's going to get ugly. It's going to get critical. But it just was really interesting to see. I thought there was a lot of energy Mm -hmm. in that room, in both rooms. Okay, so let's transition back. Yeah, we got to talk about the energy of the stuff we're allowed to talk about. Let's transition back. The the upbeat energy of some young guys, Alex Van Pelt, not really no. middle age, like 50-something. Older than Covington and Springer, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And Gerard, obviously, mm-hmm. yeah. is young. Right. There's a there's a youthful energy to this coaching staff. Certainly, Springer is... <laughs> that dude's awesome. He's a special team so coach. So, when we did our show earlier, our live show, and you said, we don't really care about what we hear or see from Jeremy Springer. No, that dude is like an electric factory. Absolutely. I thought it was awesome. And he makes... Wanting to ask questions about special teams, fun. It's almost like he loves his job. Yeah, it's great. Absolutely. I thought it was really cool. He loves he was his bouncing around. Life. Yeah, and that's like I always said with Bill to some degree, he sucked the fun out of things. Mm-hmm. This is professional sports, so you are competing, and there are right. jobs and families and lives on the line. But it's also sports, and it's entertainment, and it should be fun. I, I went on a rant. I can remember back in the day, <laughs> he and Andy Reid. You may not remember this. They had a trade streak going. Oh, yeah, okay. And they made a trade to keep the streak going in, like, the seventh round. One had, like, the 21st pick. One had the 22nd. They swapped picks. That's fun. And I believe (laughs) the Patriots went from 
the better pick to the lower pick, I lost my mind. <laughs> I basically said, this guy sucks the fun out of everything, yeah. but when he wants to have fun and he wants to do something silly, he, I went off and That's ranted hilarious. and raved forever. And like, this is supposed to be fun. This is sports. This is, there should be some juice mm -hmm. and it should be enjoyable. And I feel like early on now, again, honeymoon period, right. they haven't played a game. They haven't, they haven't played a game. They haven't drafted a quarterback. They haven't, they haven't signed up, anyone. They any money. Right. They haven't, whatever. Um, so now let's get to Gerard Mayo's comments. Mm -hmm. So he did, for the most part, kept kind of saying he wanted to stick to like the coaches and not talk about football and different things that are coming Free agency down the road. Those drafts, right? Yeah. He did say there's a world without egos here now, mm -hmm. multiple mm -hmm. times. Yeah. He used the word ego. Do you think that was um, notable? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just I mean, making no, sure. No, yeah. You're the. I tend to be the <laughs> negative pessimist. You tend to be the more optimistic, positive, sure. upbeat guy. I don't want to say that was a shot at Bill Belichick. And I what do. <laughs> okay, you you say it. Yeah, no, I mean, okay, shot at Bill. I mean, yeah, kind of, right? I mean, to... to Again, this was on the record in case anybody's listening. Yeah, this is this is the on the record. You can check the transcript. Yeah, right. yeah no, the I, I do, I think. And it, he's not going to sit there, right, and say, yeah, we're doing it differently than it was with Bill. And he, I guess he kind of said that the first time. Yeah. Um, and used his name, but not in a bad way. Right. Now it's like, I'm not going to, you know, there's no egos. There's no closed doors. There's no, like, you know, we're going to be open and honest. And that's right. sort of what he even talked about the the social with the coaches to be. Like, we want to, and he's used the breakdown barriers term before. Right. and like No things silos. Like, yeah, right. This, and no so that. I just think that he's ready to make this his own and move on from the Belichick era. And I mean, yeah, I guess it is a shot to say there's no egos because, but, but as we see, Building off of the Bill thing, I wonder where the like Brian Belichick's still on the staff. And yes. like that's crazy to me. Not that it's crazy to me, but I feel like there is some animosity between Bill and the and the team. And for Brian to still be here is very interesting. Interesting. And and if we hear that yeah. and say, Huh, was that a shot at Bill? Right. Does Brian hear that and say, Huh, was that a shot at my dad? Yeah, that's the thing. It's kinda it's almost like we needed a clean break. Or maybe cool. Brian can say, Yeah, my my dad kind of yeah, has fair. an ego. Right. Like, I mean, he earned his ego. Yeah. Yeah, you might want to look at his boat and his rings and his hand. Yeah, right. That's where the ego well, came that's, from. Well, that's and that's why I like the caveat that you said before this, where we're not. I mean, I guess we are kind of sitting here taking shots at Bill, but at the same time, respectful shots. It worked, right? For twenty five years or twenty years, it worked. Like with Brady. The yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but regardless, it did. It worked, and the the Patriot way worked, and it finally got stale. And because the Patriot Brady way left, was but, the Belichick way. Yeah, for sure. It may have been the well, the no, Brady, it was the Brady way. Well. See, I, that's where I disagree. Okay, let's do it. The success, <laughs> yeah. the the production mm -hmm. was the Brady way. The way the entire stadium operation, yeah, everything okay, was fair. run, was the Belichick way. Yeah. And that was the Patriot way. Like and Bill, I even and believe Brady Robert Kraft yeah. spoke at times, thought at times, acted at times in a Belichickian manner. I think Tom Brady spoke at times, acted at times in a Belichickian. I think it all was an offshoot of this is how we do business. One voice, mm -hmm. one face, one style. Yeah. It has to be that way because it'll work. And it did work. Right. So it was the Belichick way for a long time. And you didn't have to like it, but you enjoyed the parades right. and you enjoyed the rings. Right. And you, I mean, it's a little bit like we worked for Bill. We played for Tom. Yeah. Like there's some of that in there. Sure. And it's, it's just the reality. Okay, so anything else from Gerard Mayo's comments that stepped out at you? He did um, say that Alex Van Pelt, I don't know if hired his own staff, yeah. but had a had input, which I thought was also a direct um, comparison to yeah. Bill O'Brien not like having a comparison. say in his staff, yeah. right? Okay. Yes. Um, 
I thought those were the two things that really jumped out from Mayo. Was there anything else in Mayo's press conference that really stood out? Not, to you? Again, nothing specific, but just the whole fact that he was a lot more, you know, open and honest. And Ben Volan actually tweeted it was like he answered twenty questions in twelve minutes and just answered them truthfully and didn't like there was no weird awkward pauses and no thought and no like ooh should I say this should I not say that it was just I'm going to answer your question the best I can if I don't want to say something I'm not going to say right. it and I'm going to tell you I don't want to say it right. like he was like yeah I won't do this in front of the mic okay that's okay that's fair that's your obligation like that's you're allowed to do that and right. so I just it feels there's a a back and forth sort of respect, I guess, with the team and, and the coach right now. And I think that's pretty cool. So that's my big takeaway from Mayo. Okay. And I'm going to hope that nobody screws that up because it only probably takes one or two media members to F this up to pee okay, in the punch bowl, now, so, so to speak. Here's the thing that this is where and I gets, don't trust all y'all a-holes. This is where it gets dicey, right? Like, what does effing up look like? I don't know. That's what, like, I'll know it when I hear it or I read it. Yeah. Okay. That's a fair. That's when fair. I read something, I'm like. That wasn't in the press conference. Oh, you mean like something from today is going to get messed up? Yeah. Me. I don't try. There, how many people were there? 50 people? Yeah, I guess. I don't trust all 50 Yeah, people. that's fair. That's And I'm not sure all, anyone's going to do it intentionally. Yeah, right. Okay, so we went through Mayo on the record. Um, <laughs> we got to stay We got to stay as far away from this off-the-record conversation. Yeah, I don't, I, so I, we don't do I, it. I said to you outside, yeah. I don't want to be the one that screws yeah, exactly. this up. Um, so next was... Uh, DeMarcus Covington. DeMarcus Covington. Yep. The only icy response of the day to Mike Giardi. What was that? Mike asked him, I believe, were you involved with the coaching staff? Oh, yeah. And he, and he said, said, yeah, I was yeah, involved. I was. And then didn't answer. And yeah. that's all he said. And yeah. he said it with a little, I thought there yeah. was tone. I thought there was a tonality. There. Other than that, he's, the he's one a Belich- nice young fellow. He's the one Belichick carryover. So he maybe does. He's maybe still... he can't quite wash all yeah, of that exactly. out. It's a little soon and he'll yep. evolve. Um, anything he was, um, he is going to call defensive plays, yep, that's not the- Gerard Mayo, mm-hmm. which I thought there was some talk of that. We even had some talk back in the day when Steve Belichick, there was reports that he had a role available. Yeah. Um, would he stay and call plays whatever, but no, DeMarcus Covington for the first time since he was a co-coordinator at Eastern Illinois, Eastern Illinois is going to call defensive plays this year. I thought that was a newsworthy item that mm-hmm. came from him. Anything else stand out from DeMarcus Covington? I liked his comment, and Jeremy Springer actually said it too, which um, tells you that they're probably all kind of working from the same, uh, I guess, being told the same things inside yep. the building, where he's very honored because this is a one of 32 job. Yep. Like, I think Rochi asked him, like, what's what's your big takeaway? Why are you excited about this? He goes, because there's 32 NFL defensive coordinators in football. I'm one of them. And he's right. And I, yeah, right. And I don't want to take that for granted, and I'm going to pour everything I can into it. So I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um Again, it's it's all not that there's not much to take away. There's a ton to take away from today, but it is so early where like, okay, it's all gonna be, you know, rainbows and butterflies and whatever you want to call right. it right now because this there's this cool meet and greet and it's it's new and nothing's changed and decisions haven't even been made on the roster and yet. They so haven't like, lost a game in right. two and months. So, they won't lose a game for another six months. Yeah. So coming out of today, like honestly, you talk about me being the the positive guy and even I guess Fitzy too. Like if Fitzy was here, we'd probably leave and go buy Super Bowl tickets after today. Because yeah. like it feels like, oh, things are changing. How can you not love how can you not think that these guys are going to be so good? Because it's the first press conference. Right. So and then, but no, when, and then when I pick them to go three yeah, and right. fifteen. Yeah, everyone gets mad at you and then and they 14. do it. Right. And then the house of cards, a cornerback falls, and it's like, oh, maybe we should listen to yes. Andy Hart. But yeah, Covington, he was good. 
I also well, liked he um when he was asked about first name the Montgomery guy, the defensive Jerry. line. Uh Jerry Montgomery from uh Green Bay. Yes. And he talked about I watch tape and I can watch the way his players play and that I know the that guy coaches it the way I want it to yeah. be coached. Like that sort of idea of that cohesion or whatever they're building. Because there are some new guys, some old guys, and then you got the I don't know whether he's a new guy or an old guy, Dante Hightower kind yeah. of thing. Um but I thought that was an interesting him talking about hiring him and why he brought him because he didn't seem like he right. really had a history with him other than joint practices and then watching him on tape. Yep. Um, I mean, that's also like that was an Elliot Wolf hire. That's a Green probably. Bay pipeline. Well, and Gerard talked about that. Elliot has a lot of contacts right. from other places. I love when people are like, Mayo's only been here. And Mayo's like, yeah, I've only been here. <laughs> yeah, you know what right. I mean? Like you can say it on talk radio, make it like it's a bad thing. And he's like, Really, I've only been here, so yeah. I need to lean on other people right. with contacts. The owner, it's the about LA being Wolf. a person and a human, well, and a, like. And this is a total off-topic thing, but I think knowing the answer is the least important part of life. I've always believed knowing yeah. how to get the answer—that's the key. Okay, and like that's what we need to teach whoever. Right. Know, if, I don't care if you know. Yeah. Can you get the answer and do the job and sure. get it right? And I think that's what Gerard's saying. I know what I don't know. Right. I've never worked in other cities with other teams. I don't have all these guys to pull from. Um, so I thought that was yeah. interesting. Because um, if you were to stand up there and pretend like you knew all the answers, then that's... Fraud. Exactly. You're toast. Yep. You're done. Exactly. Um, Alex Van Pelt. Yep. No, he was last. He was so let's last. go in order. Jeremy Springer. We talked a little electric bit about him. Electric Factory. <laughs> yeah. Electric Factory, energetic, remembers watching Adam Vinatieri's yeah. snowball kick from the second floor of his townhouse in Texas when yep. he was 12. Um likes the history of the special teams. He referenced Matthew Slater and some of the things this team has accomplished. Knows Brendan Schooler. He referenced a block punt that I do not recall. That against I, Dallas or something? Against Dallas in the early 2010s or something? Yeah, I didn't know about this it. This is where I need Paul Perillo. He'd probably be like, oh yeah, third quarter, <laughs> change the game. Um, I'm going to take his word for it and say that that sure. play happened. But I found that interesting that he had a fan's view, and he mm-hmm. called it that, yeah. he of said the it was Patriots special teams. Right from the last two decades. So I thought that was interesting. Other than that, I think he's a special teams coach. The energy, the sort of, I mean, motivational speaker kind of guy admitted he's not been in the cold, not been in the Northeast, the cold kicking environment. Nope, he doesn't really know it. His assistant, uh, Tom Quinn, Mm -hmm. is more experienced, was with the Giants. He'll lean on him a little bit. Um, But anything stand out to you from Jeremy Springer other than the energy? I just don't think that we should... um take a whole lot of stock in the fact that the Rams weren't a great special teams team last year. Like everyone is the optimist. I mean, everyone points. The guy talks a good game. I mean, his team stink, but But we should ignore that. It it was asked about him and how young that team was and how it's hard to, I mean, it's hard to put together. It's hard to put together a special teams unit with a team in general. It's even harder when they're young and they might not know how to play their own side of the ball. Never mind play on special teams. So his energy, what he brings the fact that he'll lean on a guy like Tom Quinn, and we talked about this a little bit earlier in the day, I think that's a positive, and I think that being a special teams coach, half the battle, like you said, is, is kind of that energy. You yeah. leave the Cam Accord, a great positional special teams coach. He wasn't a great coordinator. Right. I feel like there's a difference there, and I think what we saw from Springer kind of, he looks like he can be a, a solid, I he think, can coordinate it. You know, the old days it was called organized chaos. I yeah. don't know if they've gotten away from that a little bit. But you know, Mike, and maybe you don't know, maybe I've never said it to you, but my whole youth coaching for like 15 years, I coached three words, energy, effort, and attitude. Yeah. I said, if you control those and you own those, 
We'll be fine. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Some good teams will beat us because they're better than us. Some bad teams will kick the living crap out of them because they sulk and we we win that. Right. So, and I think he's in that world of like, if I get my guys to know what they're doing mm-hmm. and then bring the energy, bring the effort, bring that. Yep. We'll be fine. Right. So I think he'll be fine. Um, and then finally, as we wrap this up, because we don't want to go too long so we don't get ourselves in trouble by saying something we're not supposed yeah. to, Alex Van Pelt yep. met with the media. I thought he was interesting in that, yes, he's picked his own staff. Um was asked about players he's crossed paths with or something, and he brought up Mac right off the yeah. – uh, I thought that was interesting. If I were advising him, I'd tell him not to. Mac seems toxic <laughs> in Patriot Nation right now. So um, he brought up Pop Douglas. Yeah. Uh, and he, But he talked about basically we're evaluating everything, mm-hmm. our own players. We're evaluating free agency. Like we're just figuring it all out. Um, he did quarter, sort of define himself as a West Coast offense yeah. guy. I know people are like, oh, what is he, blah, blah, blah. Um, he admitted he hasn't really called plays. He brought right. up NFL Europe was the first yeah. time he did it. He's like, no one knew and he, what I was he, doing. He said I could make mistakes because right. nobody knew what was going no on. No one knew. Yeah. Had the, the Buffalo year yep. and then a few games in COVID. Uh, anything stand out from the Van Pelt um, presser? I mean, him talking to Mac. Mac's been around here. It's no secret that he works out here. It's no secret right. that he lives here year round. Like, It'd be weird if he hadn't. He's yeah. Like, yeah, I've been here for a while. I haven't crossed paths. Right. And so interesting. I, I think that's just him. Maybe that's the guy who's been here because it's Mac. Like I, people look into that, and I understand it because he brought him up right away. Right. But it's it's fine. Same with Pop Douglas. Like two guys that you know are around and want to be in the building. So whatever. One will um, still be on the offense next year. One won't be. Yeah, <laughs> I think that uh, he's very you know articulate in how he talks. I think he again, it's all it's so hard to really dig into it because I don't think a coach would go up there and rub us the wrong way. Like it's kind of hard to do that in your first intro press conference. Right. You're just meeting and saying hi and. These are my philosophies. Like, if you've made it this far, you've done something, right? Right. So, I, but in general, I like it. I like the feel. I think he's a guy who, he's a relationship guy. And that's what Mayo said, too. Like, he likes to build relationships. That's big. Relationships. That's big. And that will be mocked mightily if it fails. It will be. And that will be praised heavily if it works. Sure. And I also think that that's huge when you're going to bring in a new quarterback. You can put, pair him with the OC. I wanted to ask, and nobody did, and I never got to it, if he sees, like, head coaching in his future. Because that's a coordinator thing that... And that was one of the selling points um, that I heard some people put out there as opposed to like yes. the Kayleys and others. Like right. They might be here a year or two and yeah. gone. Alex Van Pelt, probably less of a stepping stone right, job that's, for him. So I wanted to get his Probably would have been that. good to actually ask him. Because um, yeah. if he kills it for two years, he's not too old to become a head coach exactly. by any means. Right. And so uh, the, the one last thing for him was that pairing what they're going to run to the players they bring in. Like Correct. he doesn't have a set scheme yet and who they bring in will determine what they're going to run. And he didn't run because, you know, I didn't love that when he said it in the Patriots.com video mm-hmm. because I was like, so you can't do anything for yeah, a right, while. Like right. May 1st, you can start actually playing. And he didn't run from that idea. He said, like, he basically made it sound like there's plenty I can do. I can lay the foundation. We can be prepared. There's what I'm going to do. And then it'll be tailored to the specifics Correct. of the talent. Yep. Um, so I thought he actually handled those questions very well. Uh, on the whole, I would summarize by saying the three press conferences, I thought they were fine to good. Mm-hmm. There were I didn't think anybody stepped in it at any point in no. any of the four press conferences. Uh, and then the happy hour social that was off the record, so yep. we can't tell you what we talked about, um, was the indication, if you didn't know it before, that there's a new sheriff in town, and he's yeah. not really a sheriff. He's just a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's hoping everybody can get along and, and we'll be fine. Over some mocktails. Over some <laughs> mocktails. And, and, and yeah, it was a great experience. Um, I think it'll be valuable to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's valuable to us as media for mm-hmm. right now. 
And then the rubber will meet the road yep. once they draft players and start practicing and we start evaluating and we'll see where it goes. But a fascinating day in Foxborough, to say the least. Fascinating day in fo- and an enjoyable day oh, yeah. at Gillette Stadium. Yeah. And Makes I don't it know. fun to come to work. Fun in Foxborough. Who would have thought? <laughs> oh, look at that. Somebody call uh, Lane Johnson. Tell him we're all yeah, having fun right. in Foxborough yeah, now. Uh, so he's Mike Cadlick. I'm Andy Hart. This has been Six Rings and Football Things. Recapping Gerard Mayo, Alex Van Pelt, Demarcus Covington, Jeremy Springer, and a social that was off the record with all of the 17 assistant coaches here at Gillette Stadium. We will be back next week to continue the offseason. We're getting closer to free agency. Who knows if we'll have some tag news around the league or even maybe in New England. Combine next week, too. Combine is next week, where it sounds like the Patriots coaches may not go. There was no definitive answer there. It sounds like Elliot Wolf will be there with the contingent. And that's going to wrap it up for Six Rings and Football Things.